Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Rabbi Joshua Heller. Today we're studying Masechet Erevin, Daf Yud Bet, Amud Aleph and Bet, that's Tractate Erevin 12a and b. And we're picking up on the discussion of a Mishnah from the previous Daf that talks about the minimum width for a Mavli. And along the way, we'll explore again the question of whether an Eruv is about a physical barrier, a psychological barrier, or perhaps a representation of community. In the Mishnah from yesterday, Hillel and Shammai were debating whether the width of a Mavoi affects what is required to make it suitable for carrying. We already know that for an opening of ten amot or more, a tsurata petach, two verticals under a horizontal, will excuse all manner of sins, but anything less won't do. The question we ask here is, what is required for a width less than 10? And we see two different views as to the nature of their debate. We first learn that they disagree. Beit Shammai requires both a lechi and a korah, a vertical and a horizontal. Hillel's school requires one or the other. However, an anonymous student, well, anonymous for now, then offers another view in the name of Rabbi Yishmael, claiming that Hillel and Shammai both agree if the entrance is less than four amot wide, then either a lechi or a korah is sufficient. And according to our Mishnah, Rabbi Akiva rejects that view. Why should the size of the mavoi matter at all? Well, for one thing, the rules are different for a mavoi, a semi-public street, versus a chatser, a courtyard which is the shared entryway of individual homes and is generally only used by those residents. A mavoi is supposed to be deeper than it is wide, and to have chatserot, courtyards that open up into it. You can imagine an entryway that's six feet wide really feels more like a doorway, and feels very private, whereas an entryway six to sixteen feet wide feels more like an alley or a small street. Depending whether a space is a chatser or a mavoi has an impact on the number and types of boards required to block it off. A chatser because it's already meant to be a more private space, needs a stronger demarcation than a mavoi, which is recognized as a more public kind of space. Along the way, we note that a space that is narrower than a certain size, four tefachim by four tefachim, that's around 16 inches by 16 inches, is considered a makom patur, a place which really has no status and doesn't need any adjustment or architectural feature to permit carrying within it. In practice, a space that's less than 16 inches wide is going to be pretty hard to be in, let alone carry anything. We also note, again, a question we saw previously, about what happens if a private space abuts water, and the special means of construction of a wall separating a chatser, a courtyard, from an area of water. What happens if there is a standing wall, but there's a gap under the wall through which water is flowing? We conclude that it is possible to create a barrier such that that water is accessible to those inside the courtyard. 
a key takeaway from this DAF is the question of what all of these architectural features are really meant to do. Are they supposed to be real physical barriers which change the very ontological nature of the space? Or are they a hecker, a psychological reminder so that people know not to carry once they pass that point? Is this an architectural reality creating a space which is physically different or a psychological reality creating a space which is observed to be different by the people who are passing from one to the other. This Amud suggests that there is a third possibility, that perhaps it is a social reality. We introduce a new concept called Shituf, partnership. After all, the definition of the term Eruv is a blending or mixing. A blending or mixing of what? So far all we've been doing is putting up beams. What are we blending? What are we mixing? The answer is that we are blending and mixing ownership. What we learn is that for an area to be turned into a private area for the purposes of carrying on Shabbat, the architectural features that have thus far been our focus are not sufficient. They create a single architectural space or perhaps even a psychological recognition, but they don't make that space shared. In order for the space to be shared, there needs to be a joint ownership of property. Typically, this is accomplished with a supply of food that is contributed by the residents and is jointly owned by them. By sharing bread together, the residents become, if you will, a single household. Now, the procedures for doing this are slightly different depending on whether it's a single, semi-private chatser or it's a mavoi bringing together a number of different courtyards and different smaller sub-communities. But the outcome is the same. A supply of shared food being able to break bread together is exactly what is needed to create community. It's not about the architecture. To this day, typically when one establishes an Eruv, you will create a supply of food, often matzah, since it's non-perishable, and you don't have to get rid of it for Passover, which are gifted to all the residents of the area and are stored to serve that purpose. In fact, in modern times, I would argue that the social aspect of the Eruv is actually more important than the architectural. Most people who live inside an Eruv and rely on an Eruv could not tell you what poles or what wires actually constitute the Eruv. Maybe they have a map that tells them what streets they can carry on and what streets are outside the pale. In fact, the Eruv defines the boundaries of an observant community. The Eruv defines a group of people who define themselves as being in community together, and it's really not about the physical barriers. And so in that sense, this point of shituf, of coming together to own bread, is a precursor of the sociological role that Eruv plays today in communities that establish it, and that we are establishing a shared sense rather than necessarily a visible physical wall. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.